Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here we are. Oh, this is <laughs> us. It's time. This is it. It is, it is time. We have reached the moment we dreaded for, for months, mate. For a year. Mate. For over a year, nearly. I can't believe this is happening. This is this is the movie. We, I mean, since the dawn of Don't Be Here, a podcast, we've been talking about this one. And it, to be honest, it is this film's fault that we're doing this as well as a podcast. Like it all stemmed <laughs> from that night when we watched it. Like, it's yeah. a big deal. But hello, dear listener. Hello, welcome to another episode of Don't Be Here, a podcast. Forrest, how are you, my friend? I am. So happy to see your little face. I'm so. Uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like. I'm just like bubbling with anticipation. I'm a little bit like, what are we going to discuss? What are your thoughts? Like, we haven't said a thing since we've watched it the second time. We've just kept absolutely mute since we watched it. And there is, there is, there. Oh, there's just, there's just so much. It's tense. I'm, I'm tense. I'm excited. I feel like we should, we should go straight in. I think we need to. We need to. Yes. But Matt, what are we looking at this week? We are looking at the Eternals. Yes, we are. Oh. We are Eternals. <laughs> that um, just just FYI for people who are who are listening and going to have no idea. But this is the first time me and Matt have been able to look at each other whilst that music plays, and that was quite yeah. a moment. To be fair, That's I've never true, seen your face when that music has played. That music gets me pumped every single time I hear it. It is. It's. It's outrageous. It's. It's just, it's gorgeous. It may, it, it fills me with all kinds of emotion. I mean, yeah, it's got everything. I mean, okay, let's not delay. All right. We are here. <laughs> we, we've just got to do this. Okay. We, it's Eternals. We're at the point in phase four. We've reached the most, let's say, controversial mm. uh, MCU movie that's been cut to date, being out. Um, mm. It's, it's, We've have we've we've been very 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 vocal about our thoughts from the first time I watched. Really? It. Uh, <laughs> slightly, yeah. a little bit, uh, a little bit. Um, so we've we've been very vocal about it. I think we're coming in with a preconceived notion that maybe you, dear listener, might be thinking that we're going to be absolutely rinsing this. And we, I don't know. We might be rinsing this for the whole hour. We might not be. Forrest, you might have different thoughts. I might even have different thoughts. Who knows? That's the whole mystery behind this episode. That's why this is a must-listen episode. Listen to all of it. Also, also, before we kick in with your synopsis, Forrest, because I can't wait to hear a synopsis from you and that gorgeous, powerful voice of yours. Sends oh. shivers down my little spine, it does. Um, 
we have also put out a, a story today on Instagram about getting everybody's thoughts as well. So uh, we've got some comments, we've got some reactions as well from other content creators, other podcasts out there. And if, um, if you think our views are, are oh you know, loud, are loud, some of the views that we have received, this film really brings out fans, haters, mm. everything. It's not my mind. Yeah. yeah. Divisive, yeah. not decisive, divisive. That's divisive. The word, but Divide. you're decisive in opinion and divisive in nature. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. That's the right. one. Okay. Hit me up with this synopsis. Forrest, just give it to me, man. I'm I'm brimming with excitement. Marvel Studios, Eternals, features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ancient aliens who have been living on Earth. Just going to turn that down. <laughs> who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. What do we think of that? <laughs> That's the most epic <laughs> synopsis I have ever seen you do. That was incredible. It was, was... Uh, oh, if it wasn't for the volume drop that I had to do, oh, I was yeah. like, that was 10 out of fucking 10. That was, uh, that was absolutely... You made that film like it was... Fucking Scorsese. It was amazing. <laughs> that was incredible. Wow. Oh, I mean, <laughs> before we go straight into general views, okay, and an mm -hmm. overview of what we thought of the second viewing now of Eternals. So we've watched it the first time where it came out in the movies. And yeah, yeah. to give you some context to this. So, so me and Forrest go and watch MCU movies all the time. And it, Eternals was the first one that we went and saw together. And it was the first one where we were like, oh, we should absolutely do this podcast. This is a great idea. And before we went and saw this movie, we were planning this podcast. We we're planning what to do, how to format it. And then we went and saw Eternals and we were like, oh, my God, we really need to do this. Like, there is yeah. so many thoughts we have with this movie. And there's so many thoughts of what we have with Marvel going forward and stuff. And we've been sharing this for the last couple of years. So it's just kind of one of those monumental moments for both of us. But I think we need to do Tomato Meter before we go straight uh -huh. Because I, I'm so. This is the thing. You we, are you are teasing the fuck out of our views. I mean, you are. are. You've got we these are. these listeners on a little rope. You have me. <laughs> it's like one of those horrible like Facebook like TikToks or whatever it is, where you're just watching somebody like light a bell like burning. It's like it's going to do this. Guys. It's going to wait. It's going to do it anytime. Yeah, now. wait till the end. It's like a ten minute video, and you're like, what? <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomato meter. Ooh. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Okay. So the tomato meter percent is forty-seven percent. That is the lowest I think we've come across. Um, the audience score seventy-seven percent. Are you joking? I am. I am not joking. That is it a is, 
massive, a massive shift. Huge shift. 47 to 77, yeah. That is a gap like um, none other. I don't think we've ever ex- experienced an MCU movie with a gap like that in the Twilight against the, no. the audience. But, you know, it, like I say, it absolutely is divisive. And that, that shows I mean, it. It's got, yeah, I mean, that's it. Right, okay, Forrest, mm. I, I'm, uh, you go first. Tell me. All right. Overview, general thoughts of Eternals before we deep dive into characters and plot. So my thoughts were it I I started it on Disney Plus. I looked at the, the total time and I saw two and a half hours. And boy, does this film feel like two and a half hours. It, it, it's far too long. There are massive pa- pacing issues. There are massively overly long scenes in which nothing fucking happens. There is uh too many characters introduced far too quickly. The um, start of the film has like some rolling like credits, like Star Wars esque. But actually, for the colossal nature of the film, we could have done with a like a backstory Lord of the Rings esque montage as opposed to that. Um, all of that out of the way, mm. actually. There were a couple <laughs> of, of really nice moments. You're saying that was great, um, right? There were there were some there were some lovely moments, and there are some very good characters in it. Also, for a really long film that introduces us to a shitload of new characters, to have the end of the film by the end of the film. So few of them are either alive or in the same place yeah. is utterly absurd. Yeah, utterly and then more characters. Yeah, <laughs> what is the point in bringing in half of them if you like? Oh, anyway, but yeah, we'll talk about that. So generally, okay, at best. Um, are, you, are you being generous there? You said okay. Do you mean that? I, I, you know what, I think, I think I came into it watching it, and I was like, we are giving this such a hard time. I've got to try and find what other people might like about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was a couple of good scenes. <laughs> there we go. Your thoughts? I, okay. You know, we we did say in the when we the last episode that we did the well, the episode before that we're going to come into this with a clean slate, right? And I'm, mm. I absolutely did. I absolutely did that, right? And I was left feeling incredibly frustrated to about this movie in in so many ways, and so from from the characters to the, the extent of the characters in terms of their own personal journeys, in terms of uh, line delivery, in terms of script, in terms of sequences, in terms of length. Uh, it just, I was frustrated or in almost every single area in terms of visual effects, in terms of even at moments there were like the sound effects were a bit off in terms of like the, the, you, there were certain speeches I literally... I was on full blown like list try and my volume and I couldn't hear certain lights, right? Um mm. and I don't know whether that's delivery, whether that's mixing. In every level, 
it kind of fell short and I'm annoyed because, and this is where my, my thought processes have changed and developed from the first time I watched it because I completely disregarded the whole plot. This is a good plot. Mm. This has the potential of being a really strong plot line. And in actual fact, if you're thinking on the wider schemes of things of the, of the MCU, this is a really important story to tell. And mm. it just falls short in every way. And I was like, that is a shame because this really did have the potential of being something, you know, um, so like on, it's like an offshoot of the MCU. It's connected, but it's it could quite easily be its own entity. Right. Yeah. But it's come. And I think, again, this is this is a, a fault of timing as well. I think this movie came at the wrong time. This something I think this either should have come at some point now or yeah. way before we just opened up the multiverse. Yeah. Like way before phase two, mate. Like I'm talking yeah. about phase two. Iron Man two time. Let's let's introduce the Eternals and just have this thing hanging in the air and we'll yeah. circle back to it later on. This is this was just uh, yeah um it, uh, for me it's unfortunate because I'm annoyed to say this but I'm doubling down in it it was an absolute hot mess <laughs> and it just it was just covered far too much like it the scope was far too massive yeah. for one film I right? really wanted to enjoy it I one really film. wanted to like it I did honestly I did I tried all right I'm so sorry to listen if you're a person that really enjoys <laughs> this movie. I props to you. I get it. I can. I maybe I can see it, but I ju- I cannot get on board with it. Don't know. I don't know. I two don't know. Two, really two things really bothered me. Right, what, that I didn't know, or or di- you know, didn't take note of the first time we watched it, but really pissed me off the second time. One one is the sheer amount of references to either MCU, so like Thanos, like every mention, the Avengers they talk about at one moment, then they bring in Batman at another moment. It's it's almost like they know this film isn't good enough, so we're going to bring in everything everything you do love in order to make this sound appealing in any fucking way. I mean, they even, like, with Icarus, they they referenced him to Clark Kent and stuff, and like, I don't wear a cape. I'm like you don't need to do that. That's re- that's cheap, man. Yeah. Like it was funny when Kevin Bacon did it in the Galaxy's Holiday Special. It's a mm. quick qualm. It works with the James Gunn formula. When you're telling a story like this, don't talk about Batman. Don't talk about Superman. That's, yeah, that's just such on the on the nose stuff that cheapens mm. what I think is actually potentially or could have been a really good dramatic script. Um, uh, yeah, mate. I mean, how do you want to start? Should we start talking about plot? Should we just go? I think we're already there with it. And before we then go into the answers, let's go. Um, let's go to plot. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start with this. Right now, the whole concept of the Eternals, the Celestials, the Deviants yeah. you know, on a cosmic level is really really interesting. I find that interesting. Right. Mm. The problem is, and I think this might be how I might be feeling how you might be feeling with Doctor Strange, by the way. Like oh, it's okay. like like it's like it's such a vast concept that yeah. it needs it needs serious detailing in a script mm. to talk about. And I think they glance over it far too much. And you know, when um uh I've forgotten the, the, the celestial's name, but when he's talking to um uh Cersei and mm. revealing 
you know, who these celestials are and what, what you know, what the emergence is. And we're, we're literally making little planets pregnant. OK, so the Earth is pregnant. <laughs> Arishem. <laughs> Arishem, Arishem yeah. Yeah, Arishem, yeah. And, um, you know, you know, you've got that concept of the celestials, they need to be born in order for them to be birthed effectively from the Earth is because we are, you know, it's it's breathing in everybody's inhabitants. The, po- the, the, the you know, the, the, the population of the Earth has to hit, mm-hmm. reach a certain point in order for that emergence to happen. Great concept. And it links really nicely. And there were certain moments, you know, um, with Summer Hike's character as well, talking about Thanos, who within a slip, within a click, took away mm. half of the uh you know population in the universe and then that i think that was the moment i was like oh my god and i remember watching it the first time and i think we talk, spoke about it as well was that you know i've been talking about thanos was right you know i've been talking about actually thanos yeah, yeah. isn't the villain here thanos and i i'm this is still a theory this hasn't been proven or even k dog approved but i still i do think that thanos being a Titan, there could be a theory against the fact that he could have also been an Eternal and he looks like a Deviant as well in terms mm. of his facial features. And he could have been an Eternal that was estranged or was aware of the situation of the emergence and decided, actually, I'm going to do this myself. Hence why I'm going to go and become the Mad Titan and take out half a population of everybody on every planet, everywhere in each, every galaxy so he can stop these emergencies happening. So that's what effectively happened. I mean, that was proved by Sam Hayek's line is that he stopped and slowed down the process of the emergence. But the moment mm. the Avengers brought everybody back, five yeah, years yeah, yeah. on, the population is like tripled. And then boom, the emergence is sped up and it started again. And the Avengers are to blame for this. And... Mm. I, I I just wish, and I think this is where I would have liked it in the script a little bit more, is for them to focus on that moment. Less of focusing, focusing about each everybody else's individual plot lines and own characters about how they've been surviving on this earth for these thousands of years with one character suffering from, you know, uh, PTSD effectively, one character suffering about understanding about how evil we are as a human race somebody who's trying to understand that i you know my job is to make the emergence happen that's what i'm all here to do you've got all these separate just confusing uh plots that don't have enough screen time to play those out you should have just focused on that bit that cosmic thing where it yeah. was the avengers were to be to be late blamed we could have had moments where they the eternals could have been fighting against somebody in the Avengers or blaming somebody in the Avengers or calling out Nick Fury or having a go at S.H.I.E.L.D. or, you know, having something a little bit more connected to post-Endgame, you know, mm. storylines. Um, it, it felt bizarre that there were, the, the connection, they kept talking about the connection, but yeah. then there was no in-film connection. It felt no, very bizarre. And, and that's no kind light of, touch. Light touch. kind of what I was referring to with all the references. It's like, why have all the references when this is a, an MCU film? You could yeah. literally you could literally have one of these superheroes come come in and like be part of it. And it would give your these new characters some fucking gravitas yeah. and reason to be established. Uh, it's because especially at the end, at the end of the film, with everyone dis like disappearing and you know, uh, you know, in their own clans, it's like if there was an Avenger in this film, then you'd have been like, oh, okay, at least I can, I, I have a vague idea when you're going to be coming up next. Whereas yeah. 
you know, we'll talk about in a bit is the fact that we have absolutely no idea how the Eternals are coming back in any capacity. They've, they've, they kind of like, they were together, they split up, they came together and they split up again. And it's like, that's all in a two and a half hour movie. And, and, you're, and I, you're also, in terms of time, talking about thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's way too big a film. Like the the whole reunion bit goes on for so long. They're just like, okay, we're going to talk to this character. And I know I think it's their way of going, we want to introduce you to these characters and then have a little bit of backstory, a little bit about their life. But there's too many of them to get that fairly. Mm. Do you know, mm. to get it fair, like um, I would have preferred a lot more um, about Makari. Uh, I would have I would have loved far more about Makari. I think her character is brilliant. I love that actress as well. Um, but but you know, apart from her running around all over the place, we don't we don't actually you don't get much. You know, I, get I, I say that her character is the one character we don't get much backstory at, like if any at all. You know, and they've and been, they've been there for centuries. Bit. They've been yeah. there for centuries, so there's gonna be loads of story, like loads of information about her. Like, there was a moment with um. Uh, is it is it Fastos Fatos Fatos P H A S T O S Oh yeah 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 Fatos 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 it's Fastos it's Fastos isn't it it's not Fatos Mr Fatos coming at you yeah Fastos. Which is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and he's great. He is brilliant. But like yeah. his character and his story and his journey, I found really, really interesting. And when they even showed the moments where the Hiroshima bomb went, and he was like, mm-hmm. I'm to blame. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to know about that. How did that happen? What did you do? You know, I know the fact that before that, it was about the fact that he was going, oh, I've made a, I've made a steam engine. And it's like, oh, you're a couple thousand years too, or a couple hundred years too early for that. You know, yeah, yeah. here's a here's a plow instead. Like, and so he's he's trying to sort of get you know civilization to evolve a little bit quicker than they mm-hmm. should be, and then that is the culmination of going. Maybe I went a step too far, and I've caused an atomic bomb, to, you know, to happen and a disaster to happen. And he feels responsible, and he feels to blame, and then he kind of exiles himself from that point on. But that is a story. Mm-hmm. That is a story. That is character depth. We we didn't get enough time to digest what happened there or to empathize with this character that much. You know, yeah. it should I these are the moments I think a lot of people have said, you know, and we will talk about comments as well later. And I think one of them was was that this should have been a TV series, right? And I think it should have been, you know, yeah. I, I think they should have spent a little bit more time um maybe doing, I don't know, a couple of episodes, three episodes of just telling them more about the characters. And then that follows into a very soon release of a feature film. I don't mm-hmm. know. They could have done it like that. That would have been the first of its kind. Do a little short series. And then really shortly after, we're going to do a, we're going to do a movie version that continues from these previous stories. That's quite an interesting concept. Yeah. Or or, or I think you could, you've got either that option or another option which is to have that buy-in from another Avenger. You could have someone like uh, Captain Marvel, who, you know, will ha- have a history yeah. and have a knowledge. Um, or, or, yeah, it's another Avenger could have been could have mentioned this whole thing uh, about Eternals, Deviants and Celestials in their own film. Yeah. And then, and, 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 then, and then we get this film. 
So, you know, we've we've got our buy-in from another Avenger because you're like, okay, you know, this, my, you know, my favourite Avenger has mentioned it, so I'm going to go and watch this this film about new people. Oh, brilliant. Um, and also you'd have got a, a, like a smither of, um, of some of the information. Slither, not a smither. Uh, smither <laughs> of some information, Slither. but... Yeah, I think in terms of, you know, just looking at the characters and how they're each played out, there's just isn't, there wasn't enough screen time. And again, to think of it as a two and a half hour movie, they quite clearly didn't know what to do with that. I think they were quite conscious of the fact that they've got, you know, so many new superheroes to introduce, so many new stories to introduce. And they were aware that there wasn't enough time to do that and also play a thread um yeah. i think it was it just buckled at its own faults and i think it had the potential of it being played out better and i think it should just just could have been presented differently it should have come yeah. earlier i do believe it should have come earlier like mm. just the fact that we've just had loki we've just opened up the multiverse we've had doctor strange we're trying to understand all of this concept and now you're throwing celestials at us like there's a literal celestial living in the planet like what and because they're brand new brand new characters i, I want to i would like i would have liked a roadmap of how they're going to be used like yeah. because if you'd have had that before or as the film was launching yet again you got more buy-in right fantastic four wit and x-men and all that you're going to know the roadmap right it's going to be a really clear roadmap of what well, as soon as they are introduced I can guarantee we're going to have an idea of how they're going to be, you know, I mean, if you're a full or Marvel fan, you'll know anyway, you know, comic yeah. book, whatever, but actually, even if you're just watching the films, I'm sure there's going to be a roadmap of understanding of where they're going to be brought in. Eternals is just like, oh, here you go. Here's a load of people. All right. You'll see them soon. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, oh, that thing that happened to Earth at the end of the episode hasn't been has has only been mentioned as a news ticker and one single thing since. Yeah. I think in terms of um certain plot lines that upset me, and I'll, I'll you know, one of the main ones, again, going back to kind of the the, the emergence sort of plot, is that mm. how um uh the celestial was it was it Erith, Erithon? Who you say again? Arisham, Arisham, Arisham. Arisham, 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 right? Which I what believe is a lovely place in Norfolk as well. I believe there is a lovely <laughs> Aylsham, Aylsham in Norfolk. It is a <laughs> lovely little market town. <laughs> Amazing. Pick up Arisham. <laughs> Hey, hey, so, ancient cookies, the finest cookies. <laughs> Sponsors this episode of Don't Be Hero Podcast. <laughs> um, oh, who is played by David Kay, by the way? I've just found that out. There we go. David Kay does great voice acting. Um, but the the explanation of going, yeah, so when you know when these planets were created and we put the seed down for the celestial, what we did is we created some de deviants to fight off all the people so it can sort of keep the balance. But then I realized actually they're evolving and they're eating everybody all the resources. So actually then we brought <laughs> we brought the eternals in so we could then feed the population of the earth and resources to fight the deviants to create this yin and yang kind of effect. And then he kind of goes, Yeah, I realized I messed up. So oh so I created you guys instead. And it was just like a it was so throwaway. 
Yeah. And I was like, that's, uh, I think that was probably a better way of describing that and, 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 you know, explaining it. Do you know another thing that's dawned on me, right? Is that this film has so many like goes back on its like contradicts itself. So like mm. so like the um uh I was about to call them the derelicts. <laughs> the what are they called? What is the name? deviants. The derelicts. Uh the deviants are like, you know, they were sent there to 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 be positive and then they were negative. So they, you yeah. know, they, they were positive force initially, and then turned negative. And then you've got the select, uh, and then you've got the Eternals, who are exactly the same. Thought they were yeah. positive, turned out to be negative. Icarus is established as a decent person, then is a prick. Then, yeah. then you've got um, uh, there was another one that I was literally thinking of. There's like Sprite. all of these. Sprite things. does that as well. Oh yeah, Sprite. Sprite, you think is good, then turns bad. You've yeah. got um oh uh, they've all they're all reunited, then they're not reunited, and then they all yeah. disappear and go away. And I'm like, it's just so like there's no fucking like staying with one thread. It's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, you thought this, oh it's gonna be that. Oh, you mm. thought this, it's gonna be that. Oh, you know, and and all the while someone's ma- um Kingo's making a documentary. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think you know I think um, with Kingo's character, we needed that comedy effect. I think we needed those one-liners in there, but mm. I think in terms of again, it just felt like we needed more from that as well. And you, and you could see there was a moment where Sprite in the early days was showing the story of Icarus, which then mm. kind of goes into the mythology of Icarus as well. And you could see that Kingo was going, "Oh my God, this kind of element of spectacle." looks amazing and then obviously 300 years later happens we get we get the um you know we get pictures and moving pictures and that kind of stuff so he joins the entertainment business Mm -hmm. you can see that through his acting and he's a really great actor but like that's that's the only explanation we get for his impetus to do what he did and he tells us later but like i just it, it just goes to show that they just really focused in on a couple of characters journeys I think mm. Kingo was probably out of the kind of the last group to be told a little story, a little bit more to his kind of development because he's got his camera guy following him around and stuff. I just, I just don't know. It just felt like it wasn't needed at times. I think you could, you probably could have spent that screen time just telling more about the main thread. You yeah. Know? Keep it nice and simple. Maybe just go look. We are the Eternals. We've kept together. We've been together for a few thousand years. Staying in this one place, we're still together. We haven't split apart, you know. Yeah, we've had our arguments. Icarus can bugger off. That's fine. You can do that. He can still bugger off and go. Oh no, mm. I'm angry at you. And he can come back later. But I think just keep everybody together so you can have more screen time and more script time to tell the bigger picture, because yeah. the emergence is the main thread, and that has a lot of ties to the. I'll say it again: the golden thread. Oh, it's one of these golden threads. Yeah, you got it. You've got to be precious about that golden thread. You've all got a duty. To, you know, fucking old MCU directors and scriptwriters. You've got a duty, right? To this tell film fucking smashes it, mate. It just smashes it. Cuts it up and chucks it off. And as you don't fucking need a golden thread, we're just gonna shit. We're gonna shit all over your golden thread. Enjoy that. Have two and a half hours of that shit. Enjoy yourself. That's that's exactly what they do. That's exactly yep. it. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, were there any? We need to, we need to be, we flip it onto the positive now. Were there mm-hmm. any plot points or any sequences in the script? That you did enjoy. I <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, next. All right, yeah, yeah, well, I fucking hate it all. Um, I <laughs> no, I said Makari. I love Makari's character. So uh, Lauren uh, Ridloff, she is in The Walking Dead. Uh, was the first deaf character in The Walking Dead. Um, and that and was incredible, right? And I love that. I love that actress, and I think she's brilliant. Um, in this, um, that was, I, yeah, every scene there. Fast, like you say, Fastos, that was great. Uh, his kind of the technology, um, plot I quite enjoyed, and about you know, um, if you're in charge, like not in charge of that, but if you have that power for civilization, how fast do you evolve civilization and all of that? I, th- I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, I thought Icarus, I hated Icarus in this. I, I just, there's just no redeeming factor to the character. The romance was so shoehorned in, um, absolutely shoehorned in um, with Cersei. Um, I just, Oh God! I mean, oh, I know you, you're not you're not meant to like him, and he and he, but he does the brooding and the deadpan just too much to the point that when he does try to show range and emotions, and he did do that later when he's just kind of like a bit, and he's upset about um, um, flipping uh, Ajax death and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work. There's no there's no depth in his character. It's all very two dimensional. Yeah, and surely you should you should like him initially because because uh, surely the whole point of the Ajax death, right, is that it that oh Ajax, sorry, death is that that comes uh, as a surprise. You're you're literally like, oh my god, Icarus did that. Icarus has known all along, but you don't because the way the way it's played throughout. So the way Richard Madden plays Icarus is like a dick throughout, and yeah. I'm like, so there is no redeeming. Cersei would never have got with someone like him. He's got no. no redeeming features. Yeah. No, not like, and that's that's what I didn't get. If you're in there, 
it, the whole point of the that death was to be shock value, and it was fuck all shock value because you just like, oh yeah, class classic Icarus being a dick, like, like literally a Maasai complex, mate. That's what that was—a yeah. massive Maasai complex. I'm gonna now fly myself into the sun off I go, guys. I'm gonna do this because I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I can't, I'm such a tortured soul. Like it's just like no, we don't care, we don't yeah. care. Like I, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no redeeming factors. I mean, if if anything, I think we should have seen a little bit more about you know maybe him being a bit conflicted about understanding the emergence and going. Well, actually, I want to protect my friends. You know, actually, I, I want to, you know, I want to be here for them. I know I've got the emergence to do, but what do I do? You know, maybe he should. And this is the other thing. Like he does, you know, help out. He did, you know, when he was with Cersei, you know, just before the the very first sex scene that happens in the MCU, he helps out the community and stuff, right? Yeah. That was the perfect moment for him to go, oh, wow. Oh, I feel like I'm making a difference. Oh, this is quite amazing. Oh, but, you know, it doesn't matter. In a few thousand years' time, they're going to all die because of the emergence. Like, we should have seen that conflict a little bit more just to give a little bit more depth for him. But, yeah, yeah, MCU, first sex scene, mate. Thoughts? I know. Oh, do you know what? I missed it again in this film because I'm pretty sure I missed it the first time because we came out and you were like, oh, my God. And I was like, what? I think I missed it again. Is it early in the film? It's like, yeah, it's like within the first 45 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, I think I've, de I've definitely I definitely missed that, mate. That's amazing. Yeah, missed, what it happens at that just before the, the moment I was describing. But, like, it's, yeah. like, again, I think I've said this to you before. Why? Why do we need that? Like, I don't just what yeah. just so we can say it's the first. Like, there's, there, I don't, I, I, I again, this is me being assumptuous here, uh, presumptuous, but like, are they doing that just because they knew that this would confuse audiences? Let's <laughs> just put in something that people are going to remember well, by, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, with these two characters. I, I don't know. I just, it, this display of of love and affection could be done so vastly and so differently mm. and i i i wonder whether the reasoning behind it is the fact they aren't human and they're trying and they're navigating those emotions and those and that intimacy and that's mm. you know that's how it's done right so in terms of that level of intimacy if you got to that point then they're just exploring that but equally it could have been or, probably done differently or not at all i don't know or, it just didn't serve so anything we're assuming that Icarus is dead at the end, right? He's, flown, he's flown to the sun. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, every time every time I saw Icarus on screen anyway, I constantly, do you know Bastille's song Icarus? Yeah, yeah. I always had that in my mind. And as he was flying to the sun, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I don't know why, but I just do. Every time I see Icarus on screen, Bastille. That's what that's completely ruined what my thought <laughs> That's completely through you. That's completely thr thrown me that I said that. Why, what were we talking about before? We were talking about sex scene and then... Well, yeah, it's just mentioned. whether it was needed or not. Was it needed? Yeah. Did you want it yeah. to happen? Oh, no, because then you were... Yes, got it, remember. Because then you mentioned about, well, yeah, what was, what was it needed for? Now, if you assume that Icarus is dead at the end, could yeah. it be because we're going to get a baby eternal? Birthing what from where the sun? Is no. that what you think that is? Do you think he's implanting himself into the sun? 
No, what are you on about? Are you Baby about at Cersei? Cersei, yeah. Mate, that, that sex scene happened thousands of years ago. Maybe it takes... <laughs> Matt, I told you... I t- yeah, yeah, of course it did, because we're not together now, so that would, that would make absolute sense. Um, yes. Yeah, so. like, like, like pregnant Eternals, it takes literally hundreds of thousands of years for them to give birth. I mean, we're supposed to believe that Sprite has stayed the same age for, you know. Well, that's uh, true. But, but also, they've all stayed the same age, but somehow Sprite yeah. is young. I don't get okay, that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's We're talking about characters now. So Sprite, first things first. If you are a character that's playing a young character that's been alive for thousands of years, though you may be a young character, your development and maturity would have changed so therefore you would not be acting like a child and reacting like a like a youth i think if you're thousands of years old all right you'd be acting very differently um and that wasn't played in the movie i think in terms of the choices that sprite was making was very um adolescent based choices and I don't think that that was probably the right thing to do. I think you probably could have done it in the early days, in the early years when we first established the character. Yeah, maybe. But we mm. should. I think it should have been, she should have been way more jaded. She should have been way more hardened, way more kind of cutthroat. It would have been almost quite funny if she was like smoking and drinking and just being like, fuck you guys, being more potty mouth and being like, you guys are wankers. I'm a, look at me, I look like a petulant child. I'm a thousand years old. You know, stuff like that. That would have been one funnier. You could probably take the comedic effect away from Kingo a little bit and put it into Sprite. It just would have given more depth. But no, we got this yeah. kind of weird, she was in love with Icarus. And it's just like that it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable because that's just like, well, that's, you know. A little bit grim. A bit grim. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It need, really? Yeah, it needed it needed to be one extreme or the other. She's either yeah. a, a child and and absolutely like all the other Eternals are like, well, can you shut up? You know, like <laughs> shut up, Meg scenario, proper child, or she needed to be like a very mature woman yeah. who looks like a child. <laughs> so it's just a very like you know. The other thing that really pissed me off was Sprite's role. The conclusion of her role was the fact that she wants to just have a normal human life and then cersei mm. at the end she's like I've, oh oh by the way sprite i've i've got a little bit of the uni, unimind power still i think i i think i can make you a human now it's like it's oh right. okay so we're, just gonna, a human. we're just gonna shoehorn that in that wasn't ever explained at any given point through the movie and you've just decided we're gonna solve this situation by that <laughs> now okay cool, cool fine and what does that mean what does that mean going forward as well then so because oh, i'm like what like we didn't i thought we it meant that we might get a little scene at the end of sprite as an, uh, an adult or, human yeah. or whatever no yeah. absolutely fuck all so she's just gonna like i feel like it's gonna be Good. like a t- it's gonna be like a titanic scenario in about like two phases time where she's like 84 years ago i remember <laughs> i was eternal i was a child for centuries and centuries now look give me now I'm dying in my rocking chair. Oh it God. wasn't such a life, you know, Matthew. It wasn't such a life at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of in terms of um <laughs> <laughs> let's just skip over that. Let's just skip over that. 
<laughs> I can't follow that. Um, I can't continue that. Kit Harrington. Let's talk about Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Dane yeah. Whitman. Um, AKA Black Knight. Ooh. Geez. Or not. <laughs> Who knows now? I don't even know now. It's, I mean, yeah. It was teams, uh, but we haven't heard anything since. No, he's all right. He's all right. I, 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 yeah. We didn't get enough. I, I, with, no. I think this, in terms of it starting... You go, okay, cool. You've got this relationship. I quite liked the relationship um, balance he had with um, Cersei. I think they both worked really well as well in terms of like performances. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about their relationship. I wish there were kind of moments where Cersei was maybe in mid-battle or being off-planet or being in this kind of story that she's in and having this kind mm-hmm. of like, may, I don't know, maybe more of a love triangle situation happening. That could have been a potential. Probably wouldn't be bothered if, that much, but... You know, I think we could have seen a little bit more character development with Kit Harrington's role. And then, because then that pays off a little bit more towards the end, because he just comes back at the end and then he gets his own end credit sequence with yeah. him potentially um, introducing Blade. And it's like, what? Uh, okay. Where's this, okay. where's this going come what? from? It, yeah. It's so resting on the laurels that everybody loves a bit of Kit Harrington. And also, yeah. they like, like you said, I think they're very much riding on the the Game of Thrones thing, the fact that you have Robert Stark and Jon Snow just looking at each other and just introducing yeah. each other's different roles. It's like that's, again, and, quite and on Cersei. the nose. You've got and Cersei. Cersei. <laughs> the name called... Cersei. Yeah. Exactly. And also, yeah. I think the composer was the guy that wrote the theme song for um, Game of Thrones. So it's all very yeah. intertwined. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I would like to talk about Druig next okay what are your thoughts on druid um i really rate barry keogh as as a performer as an actor i think he's i think people really hate him or you love him Mm. but i think he's done some really great performances and i think this was a role i was like you didn't need to do this movie mate you didn't need to do this movie at all i think you could you could have done something else and i know he's currently intertwined with um matt reeves's uh batman series with robert pattinson is potentially playing joker but like mm. i think with this it's just like yeah again you did he did what he could with it, it wasn't enough i it just wasn't enough depth he was a is bit no... inaudible at times he was he's the person mm. that i turned up to because i was like i can't hear what you're saying like yeah was, yeah yeah it's it's just the lack of third dimensional characters in this film. Yeah, is really yeah. painful. Like he's just he's just proper moody the whole time. Oh, yeah, really. oh, it, yeah. Oh, bloody how can we am I supposed to deal with this newfound knowledge about us being horrible people? I'm yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, you know, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really hit. I think if my favourites, I would probably say were uh, Gemma Chan as. Um, Cersei, I Cersei, yeah, Cersei, she was a great performance. Cersei's good. Um, Kingo, just because you know <laughs> he, was, he was strong with it, I thought the comedy was all right, and he, you know, yeah. at least had a clear character. Um, I really like Gilgamesh, big Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Was a good role, yeah, uh, and and uh, Fastos and Makari, they're my favorites. Yes, yeah. um, let's talk about Angelina Jolie then as Athena. Thoughts, and that it's just another one where it was just so. We didn't get enough of her when she's not got that. Oh, God, I'm going to have to look that up in the notes. Uh, Madid Rai. Madid Wary. 
<laughs> whatever really. it is. Do you know? We didn't about that. I know you're talking about that. Um, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't see enough of her outside of that for me. I felt yeah. we 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 rarely saw the character outside of being extremely troubled. Yeah, and that for me wasn't wasn't great. Um, I thought Angelina Jolie did her best with that, and um, it was good. But I would have liked to have seen that character without them. With the there. <laughs> I I I think Sama Hayek and Angelina Jolie were asked, and I, this is complete rumor, and this is comp- this is not factual. This is what I'm thinking, okay? Rumor, Phil. All right, I'm just literally throwing it out there now, dear listeners. Don't spout any bullshit that I'm saying, but like, I I think I think that K Dog must have went to Sama Hayek, and especially Angelina Jolie, in the mm. early phases of MCU, and going, "Hey, would you like to be part of these projects?" And they've turned it down and it's become this massive success now. And they've gone, Oh, would you like to be part of this new project called the Eternals? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, sure, great. Yeah, let's let's, you know, really good exposure. You know, let's absolutely go for it. MCU, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? And then this has been a massive backfire. <laughs> we, did, we did we did not need, I don't think, the likes of Salma Hayek or Angelina Jolie in a movie like this. Um, I think if anything, it probably would have been benefited if all of these characters were completely unknown actors or actresses. Um, I, I think the role for Thena is, again, an interesting concept. I think in terms of the mythology behind Athena, the god of goddess of war, I think you've got, you've got tie-ins there. We could have quite easily, easily have had a little montage of her just in historical battles, absolutely caning it, and just getting mm. weary from war and getting weary from fighting. And then justifying the the ptsd that she's going through again you know it's the same thing where we're talking about iron man post uh avengers assemble post you know battle of new york that he's effectively going through ptsd when you're mm-hmm. doing that you've got to do it sensitively you've got to do it correctly and you've got to give it its dues it just doesn't play out enough i don't think and in terms of what happens later in terms of what happens with you know, even when um, Dil- Gilgamesh uh, perishes in the middle of the of the movie, I'm like, okay, and mm. you know, yeah, I mean, all right, fair enough. You know, he's doing kind of the whole savior thing, but what does that do with your character? What does that do to your character? And it didn't really change much at all. Um, yeah, but it was a miss. It was a miss. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame. I mate, ah, fuck. This is the thing. I want. I really was rooting for a change of perspective and I can just see that they had the potential and it just missed. It missed. Yeah. Massively. Massively. Um, do we, I mean, in terms of characters, are there any, let's, let's do this side characters, side so, character. Um, I'm with Rotten Tomatoes is it gives you like four cast members. It's so annoying. Really? I've got yeah. Liam Neeson in here Did somehow. You... Liam Neeson? <laughs> I don't know. Liam and, Neeson? As in Bill, Bill Skarsgård, apparently. But like that cat. And John Cena. That cannot oh, be the case. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, um, in terms side, of for me, side characters, yeah. I'll give you straight away. Straight away, side character. It's got to be Harry Styles. Oh my God. Is your favourite one? I'm joking. Oh, come on, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Um, or am I? Or am I? Um, actually, Bill Skarsgård, does he not? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's Pip, isn't it? The, the troll thing. Isn't that Patton Oswald? Oh, um, well, well, I think. Pippity Pip. I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who. Is Bill Skarsgård, is he the, the, the evil deviant that talks? Oh, possibly. I don't know. It's it's not, it's that's not... the thing. You've, you've said about a favourite, like, you know, secondary character. There isn't many secondary characters because we've got so many primary characters <laughs> yeah, that actually it would be insane for them to provide any secondary character. That is the issue. That is the issue. Like, there isn't. It's, there's, no, there's no side characters as such other, other than, like, Kingo's other uh, sort of uh, manager. Um, oh, yeah. Karun. Uh, but, like, I don't... I'd, yeah, it goes to show, doesn't it? They're just trying to throw in so many different stories. They didn't have time to really have any side characters. You could argue that Kit Harrington's role is a side character, but I was funny enough. I was just about to say that actually. Saw his, saw his face again. I thought actually, I suppose you yeah. could count him as a side character. But yeah, no, I, I think there isn't really. I, 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 I'm not someone I'd go. Oh yeah, they were good. Did you care much for the introduction of Harry Styles as Star Fox? Um, Eros. Do you know what I, I did? I did. I because I, I think if that was anyone else, then I, I I think we'd enjoy it because actually their arrival kind of got me into the world of um, Thor, like because they arrive with like multicolored kind of. Teleport, it looks like they're coming through the Bifrost. Yeah. Yeah, Bifrost. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of gives that. You get a mention of Thanos. You get a mention of. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, yeah, you get you get Pip, who I find Pip quite a cool character. I think yeah. actually, you know, it's a nice bit, and it, I am genuinely intrigued to see where they go with that. Um, K Dog and um, K Dog and everyone involved has been quite ambiguous as to when we're gonna. They're like they're pretty clear that we are gonna see more of uh, Pip and Ezra, uh, Eros, um, but there's been no clarification as to when we're gonna see. Well, um, but that goes to show with Eternals too now. Until recently, they have now been included in the sort of upcoming slate, but it hasn't been definitively placed where that might be for Eternals 2. It's in the really, really early phases of development, we've been told. But, like, mm. that's as of May. So, I mean, I, mean, I think we need to get... And for, I mean, I can't be able to say this, but I think we need a second one just because we need more of an explanation about these stories going forward. But I, th I think, well, another thing that was that kind of dawned on me at the end of this is that Marvel are going to get themselves in a little bit of trouble because they are starting to have too many um, character or, or characters or groups that are so... Um, fundamental uh to, to the universe and to each other yeah so at the moment we've got super scrolls from secret invasion have you watched the second episode of secret invasion by the way honestly i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna kill you mate i cannot believe i'm gonna do it as soon as i finish this with you mate you, you better mate and i want to i want to text as soon as you finished it all right um all right, anyway so we've got super scrolls which is linked to um, Fantastic Four, 
or X-Men. Fantastic Four. Um, so Super Scrolls, Fantastic Four. You've got, and Super Scrolls are like a massive universal, like blah, 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 ramifications. You've got um, this, massive ramifications. You've got um, Doctor Strange uh, yeah. and everything that's happening there. Um, and there was something else that's a bit more bigger. What's what's the big thing that we're... Oh, my God. What's out there in a the moment? Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Multiverse. Just any any aspect of the multiverse, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so, like, do you know what I mean? Like, everything's... There are so many characters that could potentially click the switch and, and kill the kill the universe or kill the planet or whatever. It is, it's getting, for me, a little bit into territory where everything's too big. Yeah, yeah. It's and, too, it's, and it's joining it's too with too many worlds, where it's like, yeah. okay, so, you know, and I suppose, yeah, Kang, yeah, Loki, TVA, I'm like, like fucking hell, how, how are they going to juggle all of these different, and that's, the, I, I suppose, what I'm getting at, Matt, that's the danger of having a universe with MCU. If you had lots of different films that had no connection, you can get away with each film having its own massive ramifications for its own universe, yeah. right? But yeah. the bit, the but the fact that this is an, M, an MCU, it becomes a little bit tricky because how many times can you get rid of this Earth, or how many yeah. times? You know, as soon as you do it once, <laughs> then we have we have to be putting another. In another, you know, timeline. Another timeline. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's it's. You're you're absolutely right. The the problem is is that the MCU right now do not have any clear direction in terms of where we are heading to. We've got the movie slates. That's all fine, but how are these stories being played out? It was a little bit more obvious with um with you know phase one, two, three towards get to Endgame. But we've just we've just got this kind of like yeah we've got Kang Dynasty and we've got Secret Wars and it's still like we we've got Fantastic Four to do we've still got an X Men we've got Deadpool three that needs to come out and introduced into the MCU now we've got loads of other projects that are happening in between and it's mm. just like well where is this all heading I know we all know you know what we you know most of us all really know what what Secret Wars is about but like who's going to be part of that story. And who's going to be involved in that? You know, you know. Ultimately, we've got potentially a whole bigger villain that needs to be played out as well in that story. So, I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I think you, what well, you, I think you raised in uh, like one of the podcasts about um, the idea that after we have the Kang Dynasty, that maybe they won't have the MCU in the same way that we have it. So we might have. They might, they might have, we might have three, let's say, different timelines that we stick with. So we might have Earth two seven five six, whatever, like different, different versions of Earth, and we and and they split up the MCU. So you're like, okay, yeah. this is the, these bunch of films are going to exist in this timeline. These bunch of films in this timeline. These bunch of films in this timeline. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what we'll head to. I think we'll probably be playing out of different universes. Deadpool 3, in terms of hot news off the press as well, until I think yesterday a, a news broke out in terms of confirming that Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Deadpool 3, and it's actually going to be the Wanda 838 version that was in Multiverse of Madness. So we'll have a 616 teaser apparently in Agatha Cover of Chaos and an 838 Wanda being played out in Deadpool 3. So that what you are mm-hmm. saying is happening potentially already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Mate, I realise about the time, we need, to, we need to read some comments. So we've been this. very vocal about Eternals. But, yeah, we put a post out on, uh, on our Instagram stories uh, this morning about getting other people's views. We've got a couple of comments. So let's read them out. Let's see what we've got. And this is the thing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not hating on it. I'm really not hating on this movie as much as we've probably been selling it, how much we're hating on it for the last two years. I'm just a bit frustrated. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. But yeah, go on. So we got Why So Sidious Pod. Uh, it says, one of the most underrated MCU films. Story has issues, but it has incredible visuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of them are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think um, uh, Makari, was it? The speedy yeah. one. I think the, the concept of the Brilliant. Celestials and the way that they're played out as well in terms of the visual of the Celestials, amazing. Mm. Like when, when um, Arishram appears at the end, uh, you know, through the clouds and stuff and it like picks up Cersei. I was like, yeah, that's a great moment. Yeah. 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 Uh, mark my words official. One bad note of the movie, but overall easy 8.5. The speeds depart. Yeah, I don't know about one bad note. I mean, you're they're being very, very lenient towards the film mm. order uh they carry on uh that's right i'm not done the story was great characters were great main villain uh maybe the straight up underrated never understood the hate towards this movie it was a difference it is different and that is true it is different i think it and i think it goes back to my early comment it had the potential to be something quite separate but like mm. equally intertwined somehow and uh, yeah but like yeah I did Bis- got pulled off. Biscuits and Blu-rays, MCU's worst should have been a TV show. Absolutely. Yep, I think you said that earlier, but it definitely it would have been amazing to have an MCU show. Um, so the fan club podcast says, we both did not like Eternals. We thought it was boring and poorly written and none of the characters were particularly compelling. The acting and special effects were decent, but overall nowhere near the list of top MCU films. Um, MCU Center says underrated. Underrated. Um, we've got old Pete, uh, my cousin Pete. He, he's always there with a banging he's opinion. There. Uh, he goes, Eternals is one of the most underrated MCU films are going. People bitched about it so much, and I guess that's because none of it was familiar and there was no relatable characters to the MCU. And yeah, when it gets down to it, yeah, they are basically a Justice League knockoff. Uh, but it was a really enjoyable film. Morally ambiguous characters. There was no easy answers to the things they were dealing with. Don't get me wrong. I utterly hated them in the comics, and they would be a must-must-not read if they guest appeared in the comic. But they were conceptually something different, and they had power, proper powers. Honest to God, godly powers. People need to get this film another watch with an open mind. Who knows? They might like it. P.S. Don't even get me started on that. P- P.C.S. Jesus. P.C.S. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On that PCS. Oh, Pete, you'll have to elaborate, mate. 
Um, but that's a really and, good. That's a really yeah. good concept. Yeah, it's another one. Sorry, it's another one. Let's go get those, mate. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think um, absolutely. I yeah, it's it's got some good stuff in there. Um, ben Simmons, yeah, this movie had so much potential. It throws at you so many moral and ethical questions that is relevant to our own world, which went through a period of colonialism um, without answering any of them. There are so many interesting plot points and stories that are left unexplored. The movie has a huge yeah absolutely um yeah and but that's the thing right so many that are unexplored and yet we had to sit watching druid talk for fucking 50 minutes in yeah. there's sat in like a, a shelter thing just talking yeah. and um the movie has a huge pacing problem it constantly shifts between exciting action and plot reveals to boring and irrelevant inappropriate jokes and conversations that are totally avoidable director was way out of her depth it's a film I like to think is non-Marvel now, and in doing so, the film I like the film a lot more. Had some really awesome special effects and one of the best on-screen speedsters to date. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think we've just seen the Flash. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they did do yeah, that yeah. well. To be fair, comparing it to it, um, that's really good points. Really, really great points. I think it goes to show, doesn't it? it? Like there is a real vastness with this movie. Maybe it will get better with age. You never know. It might become a cult mm. classic in about ten years' time. Yeah, I, I think it's some moments, but I just think characterization again. It, it, what I said earlier about it's just okay. Uh, all right, they're a bad person. Oh yeah, they're still a bad person. Or oh, they're really upset about their their situation. Oh, they're still upset about this situation. Yeah. There, you know, find me, and that's why I'll be I'll challenge Pete. Cousin Pete, show me the three-dimensional characters. Where are they? There's very few of them in this film. It's just they have one, you know, they're they're negative and they're negative the whole way through. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Right, mate. You give me a rating. I I I, I oh. don't, don't can't can't wait any longer, mate. Let's go. Uh, two, three. No, I'm gonna go three point five. I'm 3. gonna go three. 5. I'm gonna go three. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like not a couple of a couple of crisps in that bag. Not not loads, but the ones that are in there, they taste good. But it's just empty mostly. Yeah. Have you? Is this the worst one that we've reviewed for you? It's it's there with um, Ant Man and the Wasp two, for me. I yeah, think. Same. Yeah. I think potentially it's either Ant Man and the Wasp two is really bad. Um, <laughs> I think it's I I think it's just below Ant Man and the Wasp two for me, which might be quite controversial. But yeah, mate, I just really, really frustrated from start to finish. And that's the problem. It just has the potential. And I can understand why people say it's underrated, but it doesn't get pulled off. If you compare this story to, to Shang-Chi's story, oh, that is how you tell a story. Another level. Yeah. Right? And, and you've got just as much like history there. You know what I mean? That's exactly, years and years exactly. and his dad. And, and amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That, that is how you tell a story through yeah rich cultural heritage you've got the yeah they had the same opportunity with this movie and it just was just too convoluted too jam-packed 
too many characters. Blech. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. I was like really rooting for like, oh my god, what if it's like amazing? What if my perspective changed? But for the most part, they kind of are very much solidified and still thinking that yes, dear listener, Eternals is a pile of shit. It's an absolute tragedy. Steaming hot mess. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> you have been warned. <laughs> well, um, I tell you, what, we there were some good things there, but what's coming up next, mate? Oh, you, you, your internet went a bit thingy there. Uh, what's oh, coming it? up next? We have got Hawkeye. We're back to a TV series. Hawkeye. So I thoroughly enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. So I'm very excited to get back into the world of Hawkeye. Yes, please. I'll tell you what, oh shit, I'll just smash some table oh. there. I'll tell you what, Forrest, how about what, this? What, Matt? We do, we do a bit of Hawkeye, right? Oh. We cover the Hawkeye. And yeah. I, think we should, uh, I think we should throw in a summer wild cards. Oh, wild cards. Yes. I, think it's, I think it's about uh, that time. We haven't, we haven't done it this year yet. We haven't done any well for over half a year, Matt. We we've done do. wild cards. Let's do wild cards. So uh bring that do, roulette out. We'll do Hawkeye and then we're bringing it. Oh. <laughs> and that I reckon we can get it visually on the new the new we the new software we? that we use. Oh, yeah, we I reckon we could. can visually see it. Um, yes, absolutely. So we will do yeah. Hawkeye for the next two weeks, uh, and then we'll bring some wild cards for late July into August. Yes, oh, that, the wild card. I cannot wait. Oh, that's perfect because then what we can do, right? We can do mm. Hawkeye two episodes, and then what we'll do is then we'll do our monthly news roundup, and then mm. we'll reveal the wild card movies in our July monthly roundup episode how about that fantastic uh, come come away matt i cannot wait it's going to be great this is my audition for a villain in the mco goodbye goodbye <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.